Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of The Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird, and I uh, want to give a big, big shout out right away to the Heroes Media Group for allowing us to have our show on their network. Make sure you check out heroesmediagroup.com. they got a lot of great shows, other podcasts over there. And I want to give a big shout-out to all of the sponsors uh, of uh, Heroes Media Group. Mammoth Global, we have uh, Reality Realty, Iron Mike Supply. Got to check them out. If you need hats, shirts, stickers, business cards, Iron Mike Supply is the way to go. Safe Street USA. Listen, folks, if you want to protect your home, Safe Street USA is the authorized, number one authorized dealer uh, ADT dealer in the entire country. Check them out at Safe Street USA. If you go to safestreetusa.com or Safe Street, it's safestreet.com forward slash HM. Check out some of the uh, heroes bonus that they that they're offering right now. You can only get that by listening to one of the shows from the Heroes Media Group. Uh, Independence Training, Gear Monkey Network, Student Veterans of America. Uh, big shout out to our girl Kaylin Marie over at Kaylin Marie Consulting and all the lovely ladies there at the Pinups for Patriots. So, folks, the decision hour is about making a decision. We talk to uh, people out there that have, um, have, have are doing great things in the in the heroes community. Today is is uh, another uh, another great guest that we got lined up. Uh, he is with the Military Child Education Coalition in their Washington, D.C. office. So without further ado, folks, let me bring on Mr. Dave LePan. Dave, how are you? I'm great, Adam. Thanks for having me on the air today. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you uh, taking time out of your day. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am uh, a fairly recently retired uh, colonel. Uh, after 34 years of service in the United States Marine Corps. I say fairly recently, uh, coming up on one year since I uh, retired after, uh, again, 34 years. I started off as an enlisted Marine uh, and then later got my commission, became an officer, um, spent time on active duty in the reserves and also uh, another stint of active duty. So I retired uh, a year ago, almost a year ago, from the Pentagon, um, in my active duty service as a Marine, and I was a public affairs officer uh, during the last 20 years of my career. Holy smoke. Well, thank you for your service, and it sounds like we got to talk offline. There's a lot in common here, so absolutely love it. Uh, Dave, tell us how... See, now you retired... Sir, tell us how you became a part (laughs) of this... uh, (laughs) the Military Child uh, Education Coalition. You're the executive director there for their uh, Washington, D.C. office, correct? Right. So um, so the Military Child Education Coalition is a, a nonprofit organization, a 501c3, um, based in uh, a place called Harker Heights, which is right outside of Colleen, Texas. Uh, some of your listeners may know Colleen as the home of Fort Hood, uh, one of the Army's larger military organizations or installations. Absolutely. Um, and so the Military Child Education Coalition uh, got its start in the late 90s uh, outside Fort Hood to try to serve uh, the children initially of soldiers and their families at, at Fort Hood. Over the time, we've expanded to cover all the military children from all the branches of service, as well as recent veterans. So we consider uh, about 4 million uh, children and young adults uh, whose parents either currently serve active duty National Guard or Reserve or recently served uh, in all the U.S. Armed Forces. So now let me ask you, 
do they have so how does that work then do you guys have like certain satellite offices set up elsewhere or or the programs and stuff that you offer um i i noticed on the and i'll get to you guys' website here in a bit but i noticed on the website there's several um programs that you guys offer so is it all done online or do they have satellite offices throughout the country so it's a little of each uh we do um some online training, especially our professional development training, which I'll talk about in a little bit, uh, is online. But we do have programs, as you said, um, in person, spread out not only throughout the U.S., but overseas as well, since military families serve overseas. So we're in Japan and Korea and Germany and uh, places outside the U.S. as well as uh, across the country. Um, the, the services or the uh, the programs that we provide are sort of um, come into three different groups. We do programs specifically focused on military and veteran connected uh, kids. We do programs for um, with the goal of in teaching military parents how to become their child's best advocate in education. Uh, and then we also do training and uh, professional development for educators. So teachers, social workers, guidance counselors, coaches, all the professionals that come into contact with military and veteran-connected children and, and youth, uh, we do programs for, for those individuals as well to make them aware of the military and veteran-connected children and what they go through uh, on a regular basis to try to stay on track with their non-military peers as they go through the education system. That, that's absolutely amazing. Folks, we're, li- we're, we're talking with uh, Dave Lepan, who's the executive director of the Military Child Education Coalition in Washington, in, out of their Washington, D.C. office. If you're listening to us right now, that means you're on the Internet, go ahead and open up another browser. I want you to check out their website. Go to www.militarychild.org. Org. That's www.militarychild.org. Um, Dave, tell us, I, I'm seeing here this parent-to-parent or student-to-student uh, program. Is that kind of what you were just talking about, or is that something different? No, that's absolutely it. So examples, uh, as I talked about, of the type of programs that we provide for military and veteran-connected students, uh, the student-to-student program, uh, which we operate at the high school level, we also have what's called junior student-to-student that works at the middle or junior high level, and then we have elementary student-to-student programs for elementary school students. Those student programs are focused and built around a model of 100% acceptance. We want um, not only military-connected students but also non-military students who are also eligible to participate in these programs um, to be able to help new students assimilate once they move into schools because military-connected children move so frequently. On average, a military child will move between six and nine times from kindergarten to 12th grade. Uh, And that's on average. I I frequently talk to, uh, to people who's either them individually when they were kids or, or parents who tell me about their kids who have moved 14, 15, even 16 times in, in 12 years of school. Um, so that certainly prevents or presents an obstacle uh, to achievement in academics, uh, all those frequent moves. 
So the student-to-student program, again, is built around this model of 100% acceptance, helping new students, both military and non-military, assimilate into new student environments, into their schools, so that somebody is there to sit with them in the cafeteria at lunch, to show them around the school, to introduce them to the community, uh, to do all of those things to help them as military students and others move around so frequently. Um, and one of the key pieces is, is connection to the community. Oftentimes military children, because they move so frequently, don't get that connection to the community. Oftentimes they feel like they're transient. Hey, I'm going to be here for a couple of years, then I'm going to move on, so I'm not going to get involved in things. Well, we want to make sure that they get involved in the community and we want them to be embraced by the entire community. And so the student-to-student program does that. Um, it's kind of like parent program. So let, let me yep, let me jump in ahead. there real quick, Dave. It, so it it's kind of like when you go to a when the uh, soldier, airman, sailor, uh, marine when they when you go Don't to a new my marine. Yeah, yep. yeah. Never forget. <laughs> ne- trust me, I'm, I'm around them all the time. I never forget you guys. Um, when you guys when you guys are it's like when we, when you go to a new. Uh, uh, when you get stationed at a new base and you, you, when you're going to check in, you usually have a mentor or somebody that's, that you're going to shadow for a day or two or whatnot to, to kind of show you the ropes, introduce you to people. It's, it's kind of that same setup, but you're doing it for the kids. Right. It's so, um, as you said, um, in, in some services they call it a sponsor, uh, but it's that same idea. Someone to take you under their wing, um, to host you, to welcome you, to kind of show you around uh, and give you the gouge. Uh, of what's going on in the community. Um, Oftentimes in sponsor relationships for the service member, that's a very short-term setup, and sometimes it, 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 you know, continues over time. Uh, Maybe your entire assignment, you become close to that person that was assigned as your sponsor or your mentor. Uh, And we try to do the same thing with the students so that they feel welcome, that there's somebody there uh, that knows what they go through uh, and can welcome them in. One of the, the key things is there's research that shows that the first two weeks in a new environment is critical to that assimilation process. So if children, in this case, students don't assimilate in those first two weeks, it becomes much tougher. You start to see uh, academic problems, disciplinary prog- problems, other things that crop up. So it's very important when a new student checks in and, and, and as you know, military kids move all year round. It's not just during the summer. It's not just starting off the school year. Right. Um, so you could have students that move in in the middle of the school year. So somebody is there to take them aboard and, and again, welcome them and help them assimilate no matter when they show up. Is there something that you guys see that, that kind of out, uh, out, I don't want to say outshines, but is there, is there an issue with the child, with kids that, that move around so much, is there something that's, that's common in, in all of them other than just going and trying to adapt into a new environment? Is there something um, like they, you, know, you always see new kids that are coming in and always have a problem adapting to a new school so their grades drop or uh, they might not partake in sports as much as they as they, they used to. Is there anything like that that, that you guys see? And, and if so... Do you have any tools or anything uh, or, or anything that you can recommend? And the reason why I'm asking that, Dave, let me prep it with this, is is for our listeners out there that are getting ready, we have a lot of listeners that, that are in the military and they're getting ready. They're either transitioning out of the military or they're getting ready to move, as you say. Um, 
what 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 would you tell people that are that are getting ready to move and, and that want to be a part of this, this program or these programs? So, um, you know, I mentioned earlier the the parent to parent program and the whole idea is to help parents, military parents in particular, become because oftentimes, again, because of the frequency of moves and separations the parent or sometimes both parents are the only constant in that student's life. And so if we can arm parents to know what to look for, where to get resources, how to help, uh, what questions to ask. So it's all of those things you described. It's, it's falling behind in academics. It's not getting into sports programs. Um, and one of the things that we tried to work with schools on is building some flexibility into their programs as well so that military-connected students aren't disadvantaged by their parent service. Okay, the, the, the child shows up and tryouts have, uh, have already been held. So what can you do to help that child um, maybe get into a sports team even though they may have missed tryouts? Um, in, in the arts, you know, for example, and they'll have auditions for plays and, and things of that. If you have military connected that miss that because of the timing, how can we work with schools and administrators to provide some flexibility so that, again, military connected children aren't disadvantaged by their parents' service, are given all the access to opportunity that their peers are given? Um, another big challenge we have is, is with the various standards that differ from school district to school district. Again, we have military students moving between state and state. We have military kids moving between the U.S. and, and out of U.S. type schools. You have some schools that are very challenging and then you have students that will move to a school that maybe is less challenging. So it becomes tougher for those military kids to adjust to these varying standards. You know, one example I hear, uh, heard a story recently of a student who was getting her classes set up for the year and wanted to be in calculus. Uh, and the counselor said, well, you can't take calculus because you haven't had pre-calculus. And it's, that's one of our prerequisites. And the student said, well, they didn't offer pre, uh, pre-calculus at my last school. So I couldn't take it. Well, then, you know, we're sorry, but you're not able to take calculus. And and that student in, in this particular case ended up advocating on her own behalf and saying, I guarantee you that I can handle calculus. Just let me in the class and I will do it. Um, so it's those kinds of things, uh, academically, socially, uh, um, with sports teams and things, so that there's flexibility that understands that military kids live a, a much different life than a lot of their peers. Uh, and so the programs that we operate, the work that we do with schools, again, is to meant, meant to even those things out and to try to help military and veteran-connected kids stay on pace with their peers. That's absolutely amazing. Folks, again, uh, we're talking with uh, Dave LaPan from the Executive Director of the Military Child Education Coalition out of their Washington, D.C. office. Again, you're listening to this uh, podcast Go to www.militarychild.org. That's www.militarychild.org. Dave, I'm on the website right now, and I'm kind of I'm looking around. I see you guys have a library with a ton 
a ton of great materials. How do you how do you collect uh, those materials, and, and do you take recommendations from military personnel, spouses, or maybe even you know, military kids who who are now out on their own? Absolutely. One of the things, uh, again, as an organization that's been around for almost 20 years, we've got a ton of experience, uh, a ton of background in these various um, topics. And we do, uh, as a learning organization, pick up information as we go along from parents, from educators, uh, the Marine or the, uh, excuse me, the Military Child Education Coalition has a very well-established and renowned science advisory board. There are a lot of people uh, from all walks of academic life that provide materials for us, that provide advice on the types of materials that will be helpful to military and veteran-connected kids. Uh, And as you said, with the library, over years we've built uh, a great resource for military families to rely on. Uh, And as, as you'll see on the website, your viewers or I'm sorry, the listeners will see a lot of the resources that we provide are, are free of charge. Um, and so parents can go on there and use Scholarship Finder, for example, as their students are getting ready to move on into post-secondary education. Uh, there's a great uh, resource called SchoolQuest that allows parents, before they move to a new duty station, to check out the schools in that area. So if you know you're going to a particular base, you can go in and do a search on SchoolQuest and look at all of the schools in that area. And you can filter it by, you know, public schools and private schools or elementary schools, depending on what your circumstances are. You can create, you know, a radius of how, uh, what kind of mileage around the base you want to be able to look at schools. And that uh, database will give you information about what are the, what's the enrollment size, what's the demographics of the school. How does this particular school match up to others um, in, you know, in many ways with the Internet where we get to comparison shop with for cars and, and uh, utilities and all kinds of things. SchoolQuest also had this feature where you can check a few schools and have them side by side uh, get a comparison of how those schools are. So as a parent, before you go into an unknown situation, and the other thing is a lot of military parents know that Often that has happened in the past by word of mouth. You knew somebody that was at that base and you said, hey, where are the good schools? So we put a lot of that online. Um, so military parents don't have to rely on, hey, do I know somebody who was at that base? Um, and it's recent enough that they know about the schools, et cetera. So um, again, it's a great resource on the website among many resources that we offer for military and veteran connected families. That's awesome. It's, it's we're taking care of our own, and 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 I love it. Is this, folks? Again, you got to check out this website, militarychild.org. Uh, if you're if you're going to be PCSing or or even getting out, there's just so there's, there's so much tool, so many tools that you can use uh, on this website, and it, it, it's it's great. Dave, uh, your national seminar is coming up. Uh, I believe it's the 27th through the 29th of June in, in Washington, D.C. You know, who, sh- who should come? How do they sign up? And is there a cost? So the um, what we call our national training seminar this year is our 18th annual. Uh, as you mentioned, it's, it's in Washington, D.C. It's at the uh, Marriott Wardman Park Hotel uh, right by the National Zoo. 
Uh, it's three days, the 27th, 28th, and 29th of June. Uh, there is a cost for registration. Uh, all of that information is available on our website uh, to include the lineup of speakers. The, uh, each year, the National Training Seminar uh, gathers about six or 700 individuals uh, who participate from military parents to students to educators from all levels, um, high school uh, principals, superintendents, social workers, again, Lots of uh, individuals, professional and other, who are in this space with military and veteran-connected kids. Um, and part of the reason we call it a national training seminar is because it really is training. Uh, it's not your standard uh, go to a conference and listen to speakers. We certainly do have some great speakers, and we have general sessions uh, with those speakers. Uh, the Secretary of Defense will be one of our guest speakers again this year, uh, General Milley, the Chief of Staff of the Army. Uh, and many others. So again, the information is there on the website. Um, but anyone really um, who has an interest in, in learning more about military and veteran connected kids, what they can do to help, it's really an enriching three days. Uh, and so I encourage folks to check that out on the website and, and please register. Yeah, there's quite a few uh, uh, speakers here. Uh, I'm on the page right now. It's Dedham Graham, uh, uh, PhD, uh, if had... Uh, Met him. Oh, I had the privilege of meeting him a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, this this is gonna. It's 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 a great lineup here. Um, I may have to fly back out to D.C. It looks like. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I got. Uh, I know we're. I know you're you're traveling, and um, we want definitely want to respect your time. I just got a couple more questions that I want to want to ask you. For the people that are listening, for our listeners today that are listening to this, if they want to get involved, um, I, I see that you have a donate button uh, at www.militarychild.org. Uh, I want to I want to I want to encourage all of our listeners uh, right now to, to support the Military Child Ed, uh, Education Coalition. Um, is there any other way that our listeners can get involved? Absolutely. And, and um, to your point about donations, let me just uh, let folks know, again, it's, it's important uh, and we understand that when people uh, are partying with their hard-earned money, uh, there are lots of great causes out there. Obviously, we think ours is, is very important and a great cause. Uh, know that 86 cents of every dollar that we receive goes directly to the programs that support military and veteran-connected kids. Uh, so, again, you could feel assured that uh, anything that you are able to contribute and donate in terms of financial support will, will go to those programs. Um, we have volunteer activities uh, at various places around the country. Um, again, we offer uh, the various types of training, both online and in person. Uh, so the best thing is um, to go to the website to look for opportunities um, in your local area because as you mentioned earlier, it's not as if we have satellite offices per se, but we have programs that operate in various places around the country, um, often around some of the large military installations, but not always. Um, so the best bet is to look around in your local area and see if there's a way that you can volunteer, that you can attend some of these uh, free trainings or anything like that. Um, and the last thing is, is just awareness. I mean, just knowing that there are 4 million uh, military and veteran-connected children and, and, and young adults out there uh, that need support 
Um, and we also have a, uh, a another thing on our website where parents who are looking for information can go on there and start a dialogue uh, and ask questions and have other parents and, and other experienced folks provide advice on things. Um, so that's another way for, for people to get involved. Dave, I appreciate you being on the show today. Uh, we look forward to having you on again soon. Folks, we're talking with Dave LePan. He's the executive director of the Military Child Education Coalition in Washington, D.C. More importantly, uh, recently retired uh, Colonel, United States Marine Corps, after 30-plus years uh, serving our great nation. Uh, make sure you go to www.militarychild.org. Folks, get involved. We're, we're helping our nation's heroes, their children. Uh, let's make it easier for them. Get involved, and, and you can learn more about this great organization. Again, the website is www.militarychild.org. We'll have it up on our social media sites uh, at the Decision Hour. We'll also put it up on the uh, Heroes Media Group uh, website as well as the social media stuff here in the next uh, few days. Um, so, Dave, any parting words before we let you go today? Um, again, thanks for the opportunity, Adam. Uh, I love to be able to spread the word about the, the work that we're doing. Uh, and as you said, um, talking about the heroes, it's key to remember that many of our heroes that serve in uniform uh, in the military come with families. Uh, and we believe that the children um, also serve. Obviously, we've talked about some of the challenges they face just by virtue of their parent service, the frequent moves, the separations, the transitions from uh, military service to, to uh, post-military service at whatever level that is. Uh, the kids also serve, and, and they sacrifice as well. So thanks for helping us uh, remind folks of, of those things. And as we pay tribute to our veterans and our, and our heroes in uniform to remember their children uh, and their spouses as well, the families really have paid a price, especially over the last 15 years. They sure have. Thanks again, Dave. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you very much, Adam. Big special thanks to Dave LaPan, Executive Director, Military Child Education Coalition, based out of their Washington, D.C. office, also retired colonel, United States Marine Corps. Folks, that's all the time I got today. Big special thanks uh, again to Dave, and uh, I want to give another special thanks to uh, Heroes Media Group. Make sure you go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Check out all the great shows that the network has. Check out all the sponsors, Mammoth Global, Reality Realty, Iron Mike Supply. Would love you guys over there. Safe Street USA. Protect your home, folks. If you're looking for a home security system, Safe Street USA is the way to go. Independence Training. Gear Monkey Network, Student Veterans of America, Kaylin Marie Consulting, and our girls over at the Pinups for Patriots. Folks, until next episode, I appreciate you all. Thanks for listening to The Decision Hour. Oh, say, can